Welcome, Welcome to, to the Life at Disney, Disney Podcast. Podcast. The show where you'll discover what it's like to be part of the story and a career with Disney as we bring the Walt Disney Company's core values, culture, and work to life. We're your hosts, Tony Williams and Ashley Siegel, and we are going to share some remarkable stories from the perspectives of the people and the teams behind the magic. The culinary team at Disney Parks and Resorts creates unforgettable dining experiences for guests from around the world. To kick off this week's show, we are sitting down with a culinary director of signature restaurants at Disneyland Resorts, Napa Rose and Carthay Circle, 21 Royal, and Club 33 Restaurants, and the Grand Californian's Pastry Shop. For more than a decade, Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa has been known for its innovative cuisine, making it a must-do on your Disneyland list. Let's welcome to the show, Chef Andrew Sutton. Hey, how are you guys? So glad that you're here with us today. No, I'm so happy to be here to share. So... Have you always wanted to be a chef? Tell us a little bit about your culinary journey. How does one end up where you are today? So uh, I actually was a swimmer at TCU and and working and going to college and came out for a summer job and just fell in love with the athleticism, the artistry, the uh, tactile, you know, performance of being a, a, a chef. And then I built a career doing all aspects from pastries to banquets to fine dining to casual dining all the way along the line uh, at some of the finest restaurants in in America. Those being uh, Mansion on Turtle Creek, uh, Auberge du Soleil, and then eventually was recruited by Disney to come down and open up Napa Rose Restaurant, which is in the Grand California Hotel. That's incredible. It must be an amazing job that you're doing. And so what is that like overseeing all of the teams that are really bringing Disney's signature dining experiences to life? It's an honor and a pleasure. So we've had so much fun. We opened up Napa Rose in 2001 and immediately got incredible accolades. We were number two in the state behind the French Laundry uh, and uh, just performed wonderfully and we're able to build the teams. And it's, it's been really exciting because we got more opportunities opening up Carthay Circle and then reopening Club 33 and then opening 21 Royal. So people have been able to continue their careers as well as my own. So our team now, most of the guys have been with me uh, 10 to 20 years. You know, we have this incredible relationship and intellect uh, as far as the chefs go, and then we're always just developing new talent and promoting them out into the resort. That's incredible. So you're really working with everybody from our culinary program, right, our college age students, that early career, all the way through these executive chefs. And so what's your favorite part of getting to work with, with all of these different people on these different teams? really is the mentorship, to see somebody just smile and get an understanding of of how to really do fine dining, to be that perfectionist uh, to develop those cooks. We've done dishwashers. We've done people from the industry. Uh, We really put the polish on people who love excellence. So not every restaurant, you know, is, is uh, at the high standard. Not everybody wants to be that, nor do they have to be, but the teams have just been crazy. Uh, Even in the pastry department, I have to say they have a program that is just outstanding. They make these grand uh, displays in the showroom or the lobby of the of the Grand California Hotel, which might be a haunted house or a oogie boogie. And then they'll go all the way down to plated desserts, to cakes, to wedding cakes. And, and you just don't see that, even the refined desserts. And so working with that team is, you know, just to watch them and the passion that they feel and the way we're able to service guests, it's personal. 
and that I think part is really, really exciting. And I think that's so magical, right? There's there's so many options for people when they're coming to our to our resorts. And so to be able to come and have such elevated fine dining experiences with your teams at these restaurants and especially at the pastry shop. I think that that's such a cool part of of Disney that people may not be aware of. Um, were you always aware of, of the elevated dining here at Disney or was it something that that was new to you when you were recruited? It's super new to me. Uh, you know, I didn't know. They, they have some incredible restaurants in, in Disney World, but they really didn't have them uh, until we kind of came aboard. So they created a team of us and put us together uh, opened up Napa Rose, and it is so fun. I mean, we do we change our menus constantly, working with organic and local ingredients. Uh, the support of Disney has been outstanding. We have an open kitchen, so you see the guests. We've been able to watch people grow up. We're doing multi-course meals where it's layered, perfectly paired with wines on the front of the house side. Uh, the majority of our front of the house team is certified sommeliers and Cicero's, which is uh, pretty incredible. And, and uh, I would say 50% of the cooks are as well. So they've been able to take advantage of some of the training that Disney offers. That's really incredible. And thinking about really the wide range of our signature dining opportunities, what's your favorite type of cuisine either to work with or to oversee? So at this point in my career, I don't really have a favorite. They're sort of like my children. All of them have different attributes and different things. With Napa Rose, we really concentrate on an art direction of being wine country cuisine. So I worked in Napa Valley for many years at the Auberge de Soleil and scored great accolades there, brought that system with us. At Carthay, it has two floors. So it's a, it's a beautiful restaurant, outside, curbside dining, fresh, light, L.A. style where Maybe the animators would hang out after work. And then upstairs, a break from the weather and just an elevated style of dining up there as well. And kind of this beautiful uh, Carthay Circle is where Walt actually aired these uh, seven dwarfs, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So that was, you know, kind of an icon in the history of the development of, of the company. So it's just this beautiful, wonderful restaurant and then 21 royal oh my gosh it's the creme de la creme it's a pinnacle of performance it's in walt's old apartment in disneyland no one knows where it is you can't find it you can't see it it's super exclusive uh and that's kind of the the playground for chefs for sure where they really can do the their you know match their best skills that's just incredible. And it's so cool to hear about that wide range that's available. I assume day to day, you're not sitting here having conversations with people like me. So what does your day to day responsibility look like? What's a day in the life of, of Chef Sutton? It's a lot of miles. Let me just tell you, it's a lot of walking around. That's really fun. So I'll come in and work with the pastry team. Just talk to them. In fact, on the way in uh, and then start off, you know, we'll get the menus in order. Look at the specials coming up for the work week, working with the chef teams, I'll spend some time with the Napa chefs today, getting ready for the specials that will drop in. And, uh, and then I'll take a walk over to Carthay and then a walk to club. And then I'll come back and watch the food going up, making sure everything just tastes great, work the service with the team. And then I'll rotate. Uh, Saturday, I'll be at uh, 21 Royal on the club team and spend some time. And it's really nice for me to hit, get that side by side working together with the team. Uh, a lot of culinary directors may not do that, but I, I love it. That's my passion. Uh, I love every aspect of being a chef, you know, the 
even the paperwork. I think it's all good, but work with the cooks is probably the best. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Favorite part of the job. So really getting in there and, and being in the kitchen with, with your teams, huh? Oh, it's exciting. You know, when you create something or if you teach somebody how to do a perfect sear on a scallop per se, or create a spuma or staying, you know, in with the nicest flavors, seasonal flavors, and it's just constant uh, reinvention. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. It keeps your creative mind. You're alive, you're working. It's a, it's a passion. It's a skill. It's objective. It's subjective. You know, it's a lot. It's really fun. And you're probably seeing, you know, our guests really lighting up. They're used to seeing and they're expecting to see the magic in the parks and in the hotels, but then to have them come into your restaurants and really get to see the magic that your chefs are are bringing out and serving to them. That must be a really special experience. It's been it's been incredible. The uh, the guests vary. So we get and literally at Disneyland, 40 percent of the guests are locals. So they come in because they they love us. It's not just the guests coming from outside, but it could be, you know, grandma and grandpa taking out the whole family and sharing the finer things of life. It could be, you know, uh, partners that have finally gotten escape from the kids and they get to have their date night again and, and e-ticket ride in their own way as, as an adult. It can be uh, foodies who are just wanting to have that experience of food and wine pairing and what it can mean and what, what delicious really can be. We, we even have guests who come down and they say, gosh, I hate this item. And, or I, but I want to try it with you. And then if I don't like it, then I know I really don't like it. But if I could just try, like mushrooms, they might say, oh gosh, <laughs> but you know, and all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're going to do mushrooms right. from now on. <laughs> you don't really know how to put that spin on it to make sure. <laughs> and that's probably the wrong vegetable to pick, right? But <laughs> you know, it could be anywhere. That's so cool. And so, you know, you, you talked about opening a lot of these different restaurants. What really has been a highlight for you in your career here at Disney? Oh, golly, you know, the handcrafting of the food, the the really supporting. I mean, we really have won some incredible awards, uh, best restaurant in a, in a theme park in the nation. We've had some uh, incredible awards where the chefs, even of those restaurants, are winning awards. It's not all about me. Uh, we give back to the community and uh, Illuminations Foundation. Uh, Alex's Lemonade, which is a cancer research for children. I mean, we it's really just the full breadth of the job uh, and the way that we approach what we do, it's kindness and it's execution. And it's, it's pretty exciting. And the teams are, they're just nice. You know, we have a, they're, they're together for a while. So it's not, you know, it's, it, you really build a family. That's incredible. And, and must be so such meaningful work. Um, it sounds really, really special. I think so. Thinking about um, your teams, like you mentioned, there's such a family feel. So how are you fostering that, either that that culture within your teams or the development um, of these folks, how they come in? What does that look like when you're working with the team? So it's very interesting. At our restaurants, the candidate comes in, they interview, and then they have to do a tryout where they physically come and cook so we can place them where they might fit the best. Wow. So they'll at every single one of the restaurants and as they try out. So we, we get to know them and they get to know us before they ever take the job. They get to see what the job's all about. It, it's kind of really cool. It's a, called the stage. And I wish more professions did it. I mean, it's they, they get a good knowledge. And then as they come in, it's just that piece of like care for one another. It's not not competitive against uh, the other people on the team, but it's 
creating that magic for the guest and really having them as the first focus. And then partnering with the front of the house team, the waiters, the managers, the, the one plus one equals three kind of combination that, that makes, you know, uh, something special in somebody's lives. When you, when you see somebody having a, a special experience when you were a part of that, it's pretty cool. Any favorite stories of cast that have come in to work with you? Oh my gosh, there's so many wonderful people. Uh, this was kind of a fun one. We had a, a gentleman, his name was Juan Marmolejo, one of our dishwashers, and, and he showed some incredible promise. And uh, we were doing an outside catering event and, and uh, just performed at an exceptional rate and had you know an aptitude that was sort of exciting, but brought him into Napa Rose and was able to develop his skills through the stations. And now he's a sous chef actually over at Carthay. Uh, so he's, he went, you know, the full gamut. And then the food that he creates and the way he manages his team is, is just, it's, it's really, you know, we keep using the word incredible, but it's, it's interesting to see how well he is performing. And, you know, for him, he's just like, oh, I don't know if I want to cook or not. And all of a sudden he found out he was really, really good at it and was able to create something very special. That's fantastic. And, and, who better, right, to be overseeing those teams than someone who really understands that full life cycle? So what a great story that is. No, oh, it's been, yeah, I, I was a dishwasher, so I got to got to do it myself. Now, I did go to culinary school and, and all that, so I have lots to share from, you know, the science behind, but also then the artistic pieces of it. Absolutely. So what skills do you look for in cast when you're looking to move them from maybe the roles within the kitchen or within the front of house and then into that leadership type of role? How does that work? So fine dining is a craft for sure. And there's a ton of skills. It's pan skills, knife skills, you know, uh, how one sets oneself up, mise en place is what we call it, you know, and the way somebody carries themselves. Um, so they have to go through the, the ability to perform at the highest level. Uh, one of the major skills is how someone takes feedback, which sounds kind of funny. Uh, I certainly look for kindness and intelligence because you can't train kindness or intelligence, but you certainly can foster it and build it up. And once somebody has you know, the backing of the skills and can support, they're going to gain the respect of the teams. They're going to be able to help people be successful they're going to be able to help other people develop and, and motivate. And then, then we start to really work together as a full team. And that's, that's when somebody becomes a leader because they, they just, you know, they have it, they have it going on and they're going to give people the right skills and ability. You know, what you said about feedback specifically, that is something that it feels like regardless of what industry you're in and what work that you're doing, that ability to be able to get and, and give feedback is just so important to be really be able to grow in any role that you may be in. So I love that call out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And when somebody hears something, you know, it's, it's it, how you get better, right? So absolutely. Yep, for sure. So one of the really unique things about being a chef at Disney means you have everything else happening around the company. So how do things like new movie releases or different parts of the park opening up, how does that impact your work with things like new immersive lands when we think about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or Avengers Campus? How does that impact your work? Oh, every day is a new day. It gets to be real creative. So, you know, being so close to Hollywood, we get a lot of the releases. So, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, too. Yeah. Uh, and we'll do late night parties for them. And they, they have the finest guests in the world coming through and the A-list celebrities and all that. And we respect that with the utmost care and concern. 
and it, and it's fun, but we keep it real, you know? Uh, and so that piece is always exciting. They might release a new movie and it, you know, what next thing, you know, we're researching swarma or, you know, the, the princess and the frog. And we're trying to understand New Orleans cuisine and really find the appropriate restaurant to go to. But uh, if food is culture and culture is life and life is a story. And, and I think that's one thing that Disney does better than anybody is they kind of create that whole synergy of how it kind of comes together from, and it can be from any land in the world, you know, and it's, it's pretty cool. So to be able to share in that is exciting. I love that because you really are kind of elevating that storytelling that we're telling through every part of somebody's experience when they're coming to Disneyland. So how does your team develop and work with the new concept teams when we are developing these new lands and they're developing new food concepts for the different immersive experiences? So in the hotels, we really perform a little bit insulated from the way the parks are developing. We're, we're trying to provide that sanctuary where people go after they've spent a day in the park. So it really is about that, that setting. However, in pastries, they literally work with the teams. And, you know, if they're designing a Wookiee cookie, they, you know, the color matters, the artistry matters, you know, and it really is a synergy with even... The, the trademarking teams to understand what can be used and what can't be used. And, it, and it's fascinating. It really is fascinating to be able to share in that, uh, that whole piece. I love that. And I'm sure the guests notice. So those details really matter. So that's just incredible how you're really getting to work across the company. Oh, I tell you what, yes, you know, a new ride and, and you'll find somebody who is an avid fan of almost anything. Right. So it's pretty cool. For sure. How do you and your teams continue to innovate and elevate food and beverage in your role? So, you know, you've been here for 20 years. What is next? How do you keep that innovation alive? Well, it's really driven by the product. So every single season is brand new. And when, you know, you're looking forward to the next season, it's it's opportunity. So keeping oneself polished, incredible amounts of research, always being current, uh, you know, understanding, but we never take just trends. We like little micro trends that kind of come and go. I prefer the macro trends, looking at the direction of palette, the direction of color. Uh, you know, it, it can be as even watching what people are buying in colors of cars and, you know, large investment things, but then boiling all of that down to create something special. My mind's kind of a bit of a collage. It's got a whole lot going on. We have, you know, cooking techniques from Japan and Korea and Italy and France and America. And when you get that inspiration that comes from an ingredient, it becomes laser focused. It brings all of that stuff into a story that then becomes the plate. And that, that to me is really exciting. And we showcase that at all of the restaurants. But in particular at 21 Royal, where we get each course is has a song title or a title of the dish that really is the foundation of what the inspiration was for the dish. And it can come from anywhere. The temperature outside, the weather, the season, uh, a color combination. Sometimes we'll do a just a black and white plate where we're really trying to make something have contrast. Uh, it can uh, anything, anything will spawn it. But once it comes together, it is just, you know, it's amazing. And then it's, you know, taste, pair it with the wine, make sure it's spot on and then execute at the highest level. You know, we've talked so much about what makes your role special. But I mean, clearly being a chef of your caliber, you could work for any company in the world. Why Disney? 
you know, it's interesting. My my question when I was interviewed, I only had one question, and it was, "Why would you work here?" And I was like, "Wow, that's a crazy question." And if if I was given the tools to be able to perform, one of the things I loved, I'd always done fine dining, but I wanted to open myself up to a broader audience and have that connection with the audience. And I wanted to share the skills with children, you know, from eight to eighty, or however you want to word it. But that broad range of of people and just share. I mean, it, Disney is so incredible and their care level is incredible and the support that we've gotten through our journey has, has really been uh, just amazing, you know? And so being able to have that, you just don't get that everywhere and, and certainly have, you know, I've been here for a while and I enjoy it and I know my options and, you know, there's a reason you stick around and there's a reason the team sticks around too. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I love to hear that. And it, you know, I think, Everybody that we interview on the show and, and really that I get to work with, I, I always hear some version of that, right? It's the people here, it's the reach that we get to have. And so it's just so special to hear that, especially in a, in a role like yours, that it really is. It all comes back to how you're getting to make that impact and the people that you're getting to work with. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Now, for any of our listeners who might be listening to all of the great work that you're doing um, and inspired by your career journey, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to build a career like yours? Have patience for sure. You know, uh, enjoy the moment. Uh, It's interesting. Don't try to be something, but enjoy the journey on how you get there. You know, it'd be so nice to be that executive chef, but every day was pretty neat and it, it had impact on my my life and my career you know study keep yourself invented uh, tap into your intellect so that you don't get stale because it's very easy to get stale in any career but as long as you're processing that intellectual piece those passions that are going to continue to build yourself then you keep fresh and light and it, it becomes much more uh, more fulfilling I guess is the word that I would choose. Uh, but it's been an amazing career and it works for my life. Been able to raise a couple of kids and, you know, the company supported uh, a pretty incredible journey. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, gosh. Just love you guys. Come see us at one of the restaurants. We'd love to have you out. Say hi. You know, let us know what you're up to and, and uh, challenge yourself. Get something fun. Get something you like and then get something you're not sure you're going to like and 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 just enjoy the journey with the teams and, and have some fun. All right. Well, thank you, Chef Sutton, for joining us today, sharing your journey and a look behind the scenes at what goes into all of our amazing signature experience restaurants at Disneyland Resort. I know next time I am out in the Anaheim area that I will definitely be coming to stop by and seeing what you and the teams are up to. Please do. We'd love to have you. Hey y'all, so now we're going to dive deeper into the culinary world as we head over to Epcot at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, where food is the main course. Epcot hosts four annual festivals that bring brilliant gardens, fresh flavors, lively entertainment, and so much more. Let's welcome our special guest, chef assistant at Epcot Festivals, Chef Pedro Pomales. Pedro, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate you taking some time out of what we're sure is a, a very busy day. It looks like you're maybe just a few steps from the kitchen even now. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm actually like three steps from the kitchen. 
Amazing, amazing. Well, really looking forward to our conversation today and learning so much more about your journey to your career, your time here at Disney, um, and, and, and what's next on the horizon. Want to start with a bit of an icebreaker. Um, I think in the the other side mm-hmm. of the entertainment world, we maybe say, if your life was a soundtrack or a movie, what would it be? So I'm going to shift that a little bit and say, if your if your life was a dish or a meal, what would it be? For me, I'm I'm a very uh, simple person, so a very simple meal to describe me would be uh, white rice, uh, fried spam, and eggs. Um, it's a very simple dish that I grew up a lot eating in my life. So if I had to characterize myself into a dish, it would be that. Love it, love it. I'm a I'm a pretty simple eater myself. I know everyone's a foodie these days, but like rice, meat, and oh, I'm definitely. Here. So that resonates really well. If not that, it would be uh, chicken tenders and French fries, definitely. <laughs> Jeff Pedro, we are, we're here. We're here, man. You should see my uh, <laughs> my little in-app order from the, the Disney World app from while I was there. It's not far from chicken tenders and French fries, I assure you. <laughs> awesome. And so want to hear more about your journey, right? I think food is so important and so much a part of our lives um, that to have a career built around it is a really unique and really amazing mm-hmm. experience. Tell us about your culinary journey. Um, so my culinary journey started when I was uh, a lot younger, maybe like five or six. Uh, my mom, she used to work a lot to support me, my brother, and my sister. So she would leave us home and she would uh, write like something on the on the like whiteboard we had. Like I left this protein in the in the cooler. You know, you guys can make something and you know let me know and save me some for later. So me, my brother, and sister would try to like compete with each other and see like, oh, let's see who can make the best thing. And then when mom gets home, she can decide who she likes the best. So I think from there, I'm, I, I fell in love with food, not not only for like nourishment, but like to see how creative I could be. What an interesting experience, right? To, to turn that into a, comp- a competition with siblings. Um, could, could only imagine how creative, and by creative, I mean like crazy the kitchen got. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> a big mess. A big mess was made, definitely. <laughs> was there a competition to clean up or was that like left for the loser? I think that was mom's mom's competition uh, when she came home. <laughs> not what you want to lose, I imagine. Oh, no, definitely not. Awesome. So mom comes home, right? You all have made something. We got to figure out who cleans it up. Um, and those are really your, your earlier formative years. Did you have any other experiences that kind of led you to this career? So when I was in college, I also had like a kitchen job. And, you know, when I was going to school and working in the kitchen, I really every day more and more, I I found myself, I'm like, God, I love being in the kitchen. I love cooking things up. Um, So I decided to, you know, stop going to school. I was going for education and I really wanted to pursue my passion in culinary. So I, you know, I had the hard conversation with my mom. I'm like, mom, you know, I know you wanted me to go to school, but I feel like this is something I can like achieve being, being like a chef in my field and, and continuing my passion instead of doing something that my parents wanted me to do. Yeah. That's a, that's a really big decision to make. Oh, definitely. It was, it was really hard. I was, I think I was uh, 19 years old, so I was still pretty young. And my mom was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? You want to follow your passion and your dreams? And I, I'm so glad I did. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I think that's what college is for, right? To kind of discover those things and, and figure out where those passions lie. Um, 
and that you were able to, to find them so early, I think is, is incredible. Um, obviously, you, you've been inspired, right, by your job in college. You've been inspired by your experience as a child and kind of competing with your siblings. Have you found inspiration in any other chefs, right, that maybe you follow or any of the shows that we see on TV so often? Definitely. Um, so I think a few of my favorite chefs, um, Thomas Keller is definitely one of them. Um, and, you know, I love his work and I love some of his protégés as well, uh, like Grant Ackes. He's a great chef. I, his uh, restaurant Alinea in uh, Chicago is a great inspiration. They do a lot of modern food, you know, stuff that uh, breaks boundaries and gets people thinking like what what food could really be. And, you know, definitely I love uh, the guilty shows like Chopped on uh, the Food Network. I love watch. I could watch Chopped for days at a time. So you're in the, the festival world at Epcot, which I think is, is so amazing. I mentioned earlier, uh, I was kind of, we were on, on property for our team meeting a few weeks ago. And as I was checking in, a cast member mentioned the Food and Wine Festival. And my first thought was like jackpot. And then she mentioned that it happens a little bit later. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, not so much the jackpot, right? Uh, but there's so many amazing festivals that are happening in the Epcot world. Can you give us kind of a Epcot Festival 101? Yeah, of course. So uh, every year we have uh, four festivals. Um, it, you could start the festival cycle with uh, Food and Wine. That's our biggest festival. Then shortly after is uh, Festival of the Holidays. Then uh, it's Festival of the Arts. And then the Flower and Garden. Amazing. And what's what's the thought behind the festival? What's the experience that you all are trying to, to create for guests? Well, each festival has its own, uh, you could say, theme. But uh, at Epcot, you know, since we are a global community, it has to deal with that. So every festival will be, you know, focused on like, for instance, Flower and Garden would be the, the fresh fruits and the flowers. So every global kiosk would have their own version of it. So in one kiosk, you could have like a, a wonderful blueberry lavender drink. And then you go to Japan and you can have like a, a fruit uh, sushi roll. So it's it's every every festival has the theming like the specific theming, but it all has to do with the global community. Got it. So help me understand, I guess the culinary world then, is is that kind of the trajectory? You start in one specific part of the, the food service and you move through others? A very typical journey through culinary, you would, you would start at like a lower end cook or even maybe a dishwasher. I know for my culinary, I started as a dishwasher and then I moved to like a prep cook. So mm -hmm. usually you start at like a lower cook and then as you learn more and you gain more uh, experience and knowledge, you move up. At Disney, you start like as a cook two. That's our, our lowest end cook. Then you're a cook one. And then my role, I'm a chef assistant. And then after that, you become a sous chef. And then so on, you become a chef. And, and with that, I kind of want to shift a little bit, right, and think about kind of the, the career aspect mm -hmm. of this work. Um, and you've mentioned that there's there's a number of, of different roles that happen right along that trajectory. Um, what's maybe your favorite aspect um, of that journey or of the work that you get to do as a part of the culinary team? I think the, the best part of the journey is like the, the knowledge you gain, because a lot of people, they could either, you know, they go to culinary school or they start as a dishwasher, but you both kind of start off in the same place where you're like, I know the basics. Like I know how to hold a knife. I know how to cut something. But like, as you grow, you learn like cuisines. Like when I first started, I, I, pr I only knew maybe three, like three cuisines. And it was like American food. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican, so the Spanish food and maybe a little bit of like the Asian culture. But like 
as I've grown, I've learned to appreciate cultures I I would have never even thought of eating. Like I, I love Indian food and something that I, I love to cook is Indian food now. And I would have never done that if, if I didn't go through this journey. Amazing. Help us understand how that, that knowledge is grown, right? Are, do your leaders play a role in your culinary development? Do you have to raise your hand and say, hey, I'd like to try another cuisine? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? I think it's a little of both. Like uh, you could, when you're, especially working at Epcot, you know, we're a global community. So when we're planning for festivals, chef's like, yeah, I'm going to make this dish. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that dish. Could you like explain it to me or, or show me the process of like how it's made? So, you know, it's a little both like you, you, you have to have that curiosity where you're, you're wanting to learn, but also maybe sometimes it'll just fall in your lap. Like you'll just get lucky and you'll learn something new that day. Amazing. So have you seen that? And it sounds like it, but I want to make sure. Have you seen that your leaders are, are really responsive to those inquiries when you raise your hand and say, Hey chef, I've never made this dish. I'm interested. Is that usually well received? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you know, our chefs, want to teach you know like that's that's the love of 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 culinary you want to teach everyone the 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 best parts of food so if for example like a lot of my cooks they'll come up to me like hey i've never heard of kimchi what's kimchi and we use kimchi a lot this festival i'm like oh great i'm like so glad you asked because it's a staple of like one of our dishes so you like you go through that knowledge of like this is what it is this is what you can use it for and you know you want to develop the cast as you were developed because i have a lot of mentors in this field and anytime I have a question, they will drop whatever they're doing and they'll answer that question just to help me gain that knowledge to help somebody else in the future. Great. I think there's there's something so rewarding, right, about a career where you're learning mm-hmm. um, and then while learning or as you continue learning, you're then able to share that that information with others. Mm-hmm. Right. And to hear that that type of environment is really cult- cultivated um, as a part of the culinary team here is is really great to hear. Mm-hmm. I think not to. Not to mention the the learning that's happening there, the cultural learning that's happening there mm-hmm. um, from a global organization like that. That's really, really great. So that that feels like the the more technical side, right, um, of the work that you do. Are there other aspects um, where your mentors or your leaders are, are also supportive? Uh, definitely. You know, I, one memory I have, I remember I asked my chef, I'm like, hey, chef, you know, I, I saw something on like the Food Network about a... Uh, uh, like this Japanese uh, sushi bar, I'm really like interested. Do you have any recommendations? And they open their cabinet, like there's cabinets behind me. They're like full of books. So they pulled out this Japanese cookbook and they're like, here, if you're interested, like learn about sushi, you know, like see what you can get from this book. And maybe like we could talk about it next week. So I, I remember I was uh, reading a book about a Brazilian cuisine. Like they, they go into the Amazon rainforest and they get like root vegetables that are similar to potatoes. So I asked my chef and it was was like a coincidence. He pulled out a book. He's like, I actually have a book from a a three-star Michelin chef in Brazil. So he's like, read it. And then we can talk about it next week. And you can like bounce ideas off of each other. I'm learning so much um, about what opportunity exists to learn and grow in a really unique hands-on way. Right. Um, That. Yeah. There's there's the book. Right. But then there's the the application. How do you go from and you're you're giving us pieces. Right. But put it all together for us. How do you go from, hey, I'm interested. This thing's in a book. This is now an item. Right. Or a cuisine that that I'm able to to provide. So I think an example I can give firsthand is like I got this Indian cookbook. 
So I was like, oh, man, this is great. Like, I would love to get these flavor combinations. I'm like, chef, I saw this book and I have this recipe. Like, is there any way we can get these ingredients so I can try to make this dish? And chef's like, of course, like, that would be great. Like, you could you could make it. We could talk about it with everyone else. So then the next week, chef brings in all the ingredients. He's like, here's your ingredients. Make your dish. And then let's see how it comes out. So you make your dish and then everyone's like trying it. They're like, this is great. You know, maybe you can add a little bit more of this. Maybe you should take out a little bit of this. And, you know, it's not one person teaching one person. It's literally the entire kitchen teaching everyone about that one thing. Interesting. So from from a, an inclusion perspective, right, when we are navigating cultures that we are maybe unfamiliar with in an effort to learn, mm-hmm. right, there's some nuance there. How do you work with ingredients, right, that you're not exactly familiar with? That's a very good question. Actually, recently um, we started this development program in our kitchen where we do like a mystery basket, right? Like you've everyone seen the mystery basket, like uh, like on Chopped, for example. So what we do is uh, a lot of the people we work with, like they're all from different backgrounds. So we'll throw something in a mystery box that not a lot of people have worked with. Like we have uh, grape mustard from France. And we like to throw that in there for them to incorporate it because, you know, every every culture has its defining dish. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to throw like a wrench in the plan. You're like, hey, make make some like Chinese food, but I'm going to give you non-traditional Chinese spices or any traditional Chinese spices and see if you can replicate that. So like giving giving the cast something different that they've never seen and seeing what they can create with it. And they're like, you know, I didn't even know that I could use, uh, for example, we had guava one day. They're like, guava is so sweet. I made like a barbecue sauce out of the guava. A little sugar in the barbecue sauce doesn't hurt anyway. So that oh, makes yeah, a lot of sense. It's the best. That's interesting. And so what I'm hearing, right, is the, when I hear culinary, I think food, but it sounds <laughs> like that, that space, that career, that profession is, yeah, central, centered on the food, but there's so much more. Are there other aspects of the culinary world that maybe we've not hit on yet? Um, I think I think the thing people don't realize is, you know, we call it culinary arts for a reason. And it's truly an art. Like, you know, when you look at certain plates, you're like, this is truly beautiful. Like, that's why a lot of when we make dishes, we want to we want it to be Instagrammable because you eat with your eyes first before you actually eat. Right. You see the plate. You're like, this is like a wonder. Like, I can't believe I'm about to eat this. And then you eat it and you're like, it tastes just as good as it looks. So I think I think that's a thing everyone has to realize. Like, yeah, like everyone has to eat, but there's different ways of eating. You understand what I'm saying? I've got to ask Chef Pedro, uh, do you ever kind of go through like the the Instagram hashtags and look for someone posting your <laughs> dishes? I de- I'm not going to lie. I definitely do. Like if I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was working in a kiosk and I was like, man, I hope I see myself in one of these bloggers uh, Instagram posts. And I would like search for hours and I'm like, oh, my God, there I am. Like, look, at I'm with the dish. It's so great. Really cool. Really cool. And that's such a different work experience. Right. Um, where it's not just hit the ground running. Right. But it's, hey, come passionate and will We'll provide the resources, right? We'll meet you where you are, um, and, and we'll really add something to that passion as you you make it a career. Um, and I think that's something that is is so uniquely Disney, right? And I, I want to shift to thinking and kind of talking about that unique aspect of Disney, right? Or kind of the Disney difference there. Um, you're obviously a, an incredible culinary artist, I'll say. Um, and I imagine you can you can be probably anywhere in the world that you want to be. 
what makes you stay at Disney? What made you come to Disney? Um, you know, I when I first started my culinary uh, career, I I knew I wanted to work for Disney. Like I grew up in Orlando. I came to the parks almost every year, once or twice a year. And I would always eat at Disney. I'm like, gosh, like nothing will compare to like even a simple hot dog at Disney. I'm like, this is amazing. So when I, when I first started my career, I knew I was like, I have to get to Disney one day, like no matter what it takes. So it took me, like I applied my, my, after my first kitchen job, I was like, let me see if I'm ready to go to Disney. And I applied, you know, I didn't get it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep working harder. Cause like, I know I want to end up at Disney and, and I know I can do it. So after I tried four times applying for a, a culinary job at Disney and my fourth shot, I, I was accepted and I was really happy because, you know, like when, when you think food at Disney, you're like thinking like, oh my God, like everyone has food related memories. So I was like, I can't wait to be a part of people's memories at Disney. Uh, the culinary world is just um, so much more vast. I'm learning than maybe I thought it was. Definitely. Um, and, and with that, right, um, you, you've talked a bit about um, the future, right, of of the culinary space, um, particularly here at Disney. And you've also talked about the career trajectory of someone maybe coming in as a dishwasher and working their way up right through through the overall kind of food service and culinary trajectory there. What do you see as next for yourself, right? What is what's your goal um, with your career? So currently I'm. Uh... I would be categorized as like a junior sous chef. So I, I lead like our cooks uh, from like the day-to-day operation. So I make sure things get done and make sure things get clean, but definitely the next step uh, for me, I want to be a sous chef within the company. And, you know, I've been at Disney for five years now and I, I definitely don't see myself leaving anytime soon. So I, I want to be a sous chef within Disney. That's awesome. And you've, you've built an amazing career for yourself. I think in five years, um, just hearing about your journey, but I, I guess that is um, that's what happens when passion meets hard work and curiosity. Well, Chef Pedro, thank you. I don't think I can say thank you enough, but thank you so much uh, for sharing so much of your journey and your time at Disney with us today. I think, or I hope, right, for folks that are listening um, and are thinking, hey, is, is the culinary world for me? Is the culinary world at Disney for me? Right, I hope you've answered so many of their questions. Um, I think maybe you've you've given me a few more questions than I had coming in. Um, So me and Google are going to spend some time together later today digging into the things that you share. But again, thank you for sharing about all of the amazing things that go into the food and beverages that we enjoy at Epcot and at our festivals in the park. We know it's such an amazing experience that that we're able to provide and a story that you're able to tell on the plate. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Remember to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, show us some love for your favorite podcast by leaving a review. Thanks again for listening to Life at Disney. Make sure to join us for our next episode. This episode was produced by Christine Torres and Jaren Kaufman with contributions from Andrew Albritton, Kathy Ford, Nolan Jacobs, and Sarah Meyer. Editing was done by James Smart Jr. and Louis Vega. Music arranged and produced by Nat Young Music Group, Inc. Design and graphics by Kathy Collins and Louis Vega. And a special thank you goes out to the Disneyland Resort Casting Services team, Gina Cepeda and Jenny Garcia.